Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Movement Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone once again to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host, and here I am again with Derek Carlson. How you doing, buddy? Anthony, it is so good to be back. It is. It is a welcoming <laughs> back to Thank you, you as well, my friend. But today's topic that I wanted to get into was about some law changes that are happening here in Florida when it pertains to team or group advertising. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so what's happened, Anthony, is on July 1st, 2019, there's going to be some new regulation that's been put in place in regards to teams. And they're they're tightening up all the advertising restrictions and the rules and regulations when it comes to marketing your team name. Um, these changes are going to impact our industry quite a bit. Uh, some agents in our company, that we, we've been working on this for many, many months now, but some of the team leaders at our company are now getting themselves in compliance and so forth. And I'm going to go through these changes. I, I actually printed them out because some uh, agents that are mm-hmm. listening today, this might be the first time that they've heard this. And again, um, I'll just go over it. This is again for the state of Florida. So obviously the chapters and things that we're going to talk about with these laws may not pertain to, let's say, Oklahoma or California. But I will tell you this, this is a universal change across the country. This isn't just a Florida change. This has been spearheaded by uh, the National Association of Realtors, uh, brokers, and so forth throughout the country. So obviously, you're going to have to look up, if you're listening in California, you're going to have to look into the exact, exactly, it's inevitable. So here's the deal. Um, There's, I believe, six or seven things that I'm going to go over right now. Uh, The first one, number one, change number one, and this is from uh, law 61J2-10.026, and I'll I'll go in that again uh, in the chapter 475, but number one, team or group advertising shall mean a name or logo used by one or more real estate licensee who represent themselves to the public as a team or group. The team or group must perform licensed activities under the supervision of the same broker or brokerage. So for example, if I had a a thing called um, the MVP team, that was the name of the team, They couldn't be at MVP Realty and then big box brokerage down the street. Everybody that's on the team must be all under the same brokerage firm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Second thing, number two, each team or group shall file with the broker a designated licensee to be responsible for ensuring that advertising is in compliance with Chapter 475, Florida Statutes, and 61J2 Florida Administrative Code. That's new. So every one of these teams has to make sure that they assign a designated person to monitor all of the advertising that's going out from the team to all the team members out to the general public. That's new. That's going to be something that's going to require these teams to really make sure that somebody's uh, being responsible. Don't get me wrong. Ultimately, the broker's responsible. Sure. But because of this law, they're putting a little bit of that burden on the team leader or whoever they designate um, on file with the broker as the person in charge of all of the marketing for that team. Wow. So wow. the third thing, 
at uh, number three, at least once monthly, the registered broker must maintain a current written record of each team's or group's members. That's new. So once a month, the team leaders, if they got, you know, maybe an agent had left, maybe they brought on three or four more people to their team. Once a month, they always have to send their broker a roster of who is on the team. That's brand new. Here's the biggest change, and this is the one that's going to impact the agents or the team leaders the most. Number four, team or group names. Now, what's that about? Number four, real estate teams or group names may include the word team or group as part of the name. Real estate team or group names shall not include the following. So if your team currently has any of these words in the name of your team or group, you're going to have to change it to be in compliance with this new rule, um, 61J2 of the Florida Statutes, Chapter 475. These are, are no longer allowed. First one, agency. You can no longer use the word agency as part of your team name or group name. Associates. So, for example, at one point, one of my team names was Carlson and Associates. No longer allowed. You cannot have the name brokerage. You cannot have the word brokerage in your team name or group name. Uh, another name I used in the past, company. Yeah. You, Carlson and Company. You can no longer use the word company uh, if you're a team leader as part of your team or name. Corporation. Corp. Inc. I-N-C. Can't have that as part of in your name as a uh, team or a group. LLC. LP, LLP, or partnership cannot be in your new team name or group. The word properties. So if I had Southwest Florida properties, if that was the name of my team, I couldn't do it anymore. The word property. So for example, one of the things I used to run with was called SWFL property group. You can no longer do that. The word real estate. You can no longer do anything like Naples Real Estate Group. Not allowed. Okay? The word real estate. The word realty. No longer allowed. You can't have that in your team or group name. And then the last thing is they want to remind you, these are the words that you cannot use or similar words suggesting the team or group is a separate real estate brokerage or company. Now, number five. This rule applies to all advertising. Your logo on the website that you have, Craigslist marketing, Facebook marketing, Google ads, blogs, brochures, signs, you name it, the rule that we just went over applies to all marketing. Number six, advertisements containing the team or group name shall not appear in larger print than the name or logo of the registered broker. Hmm. So for example, if we have a team at the company, let's call it um, Southwest Florida Group, which is legal because we didn't, we didn't use any of those other words. So it's called the Southwest Florida Group. And they're at MVP Realty as an example. The logo of the Southwest Florida Group cannot be bigger than the MVP Realty logo. 
It can be the same size. It just can't be bigger. It can be smaller or the same size, whether it's print print, or an actual logo. All advertisements must be in a manner in which a reasonable person or persons would know that they are dealing with a team or a group. They don't want to have anybody from the general public assume that that team or group is a, an actual brokerage firm. Right. Okay, that's what this is all about. Number seven, all advertisements must comply with these requirements no later than 12 months following the effective date of this rule. So the effective date, this is going to kick off July 1st, 2019. You got to make sure you start working towards this. Nothing, and then lastly, they, they, they write here, nothing in this rule shall relieve the broker of their legal obligations under Chapter 475, Florida Statutes, and 61J2 of the Florida Administrative Code. So, Anthony, that's the changes that are coming up for the teams. There's going to be a lot of teams scrambling out there trying yeah. to figure out what to do, obviously. Nobody likes change. Now, do you want to know why I think they did this? Yeah, I'm very curious about a lot okay. of things, but go ahead. I believe that as agents started to buy leads from Zillow and they started to build teams within a company, okay, I want you to think about this. There's a, a company out there, and I won't mention the name, but they their logo has a balloon in it. They've been around since 19, I believe, 73. And they pride themselves in having the biggest brand in real estate. As we get further into technology where you can buy leads, where there's 100% brokerage firms out there, independent companies, agents more and more want their freedom or wanted their freedom. So what would happen is these teams at these big box brokerage firms, including the balloon company, mm-hmm. um, they would go to that company. And next thing you know, the, the little logo of the balloon got very, very small, maybe in the bottom right corner somewhere. <laughs> and the name of the team was bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens when that happens? You just watered down the brand of the brokerage firm. So I believe, and I have no proof, it's just a hunch that all the big box brokerage firms were the ones that spearheaded mm-hmm. this change. Because listen, if you're paying a lot of money and you've spent a lot of money since 1973 building your brand as a brokerage firm, but nobody in the company's using the brand, right? then how valuable is the brand? Right. They recruit to the brand. They sell to clients and buyers and sellers based on that brand. And if you got a bunch of teams, big teams, right, that are not using the brand because they're buying leads on Zillow and they don't need the brand as much as they did in the 80s or 90s, then obviously who's going to take a hit? The brand, the big box company. Now, as an independent brokerage myself, I told you this before, I don't know how many times I've told agents, listen, it's not about MVP Realty. It's about you. It's about your brand. I want you to put MVP as small as we're legally allowed, right. and it's all about you, you, and only you. I went totally against the mindset of those big box brokerage firms yeah. because I truly believe that it's about the agent. It's about their brand, right? So obviously, you know, regardless of what I think, they presented us with these new rules, and I need to be in compliance with these rules. And for me, it's pretty easy. Um, I'm going to... Uh, you know, well before the July 1st deadline, I'm gonna I'm going to be doing multiple trainings. 
I'm going to be teaching agents how they can stay in compliance with an abundance of examples of what they can do and what they can't do and to try to make this transition on them as easily possible. As, and again, it could be as simple as helping them try to come up with a brand new name for their team that's in compliance. Yeah. But I do believe that any agent that's listening right now needs to really, really take focus on this because regardless of whether you like it or not, unfortunately, this cat is now out of the bag and there will be compliance departments going out there right. trying to uh, flag anybody not going with the rules and regulations. And again, a lot of this stuff, uh, I would say half this list nothing's changed they're just more focused on it now more than ever because we've swung so far to the other side of the coin where back in the 70s and 80s everybody would just promote the brand of the big box company now we've we've gone the other way yeah and like you mentioned off air too it's probably something that was already in place as well but then they just saw how people were taking advantage of it as well i mean it's just a combination of things of why they've gone this route absolutely absolutely okay. so i think with that said man like i said i had a bunch of questions and the first one that sticks in my head is just saying to myself okay why with all these changes that are happening right why would someone now want to start a team that's a great question anthony um a lot of agents, they get to the point, and this is kind of like the transition of what I see. You start off as a rookie agent, you crush it. You crush it as, a, as, a, as an agent. You, you figured it out. You're selling 20, 30, 40 homes a year. You figured out how to fill the pipeline with an abundance of leads. And then the next transition is, okay, what am I going to do with the leads? I'm too busy. And then that agent usually brings on a buyer's agent, maybe two. And they put that person on a split of some sort and says, okay, I'm the rainmaker, I'm the team leader, and I'm going to give you uh, these leads. Okay. And every time you close these leads, and I'm going to also mentor you and so forth, uh, you're going to give me 40% of everything that you do. And why does an agent like that? They like that because, listen, some agents are very capable of generating their own leads, and some agents are very capable of going and buying $10,000 a month from Zillow and leads. And... Uh, that agent that's on the team may not have that those resources to be able to do that right now. So, mm -hmm. so it's a great way for agents to grow their business. But I think that, you know, at the end of the day, that's the transition. And I think most team leaders, um, when they get too busy, they, 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 they're like, okay, I want to bring on a buyer's agent. Now, here's what I'm going to warn a team leader. Number one, get yourself to a 100% brokerage firm. Because here's the deal. If you're expecting... Your member that's on your team, one of the agents that's on your team, to give the broker 30% first, 6% royalty fee, oh, and then you're asking them for 40%, what's left for the agent? You're going to be a revolving door of agents coming and going because there's going to come a point that they think that they can do it on their own, and guess what? They're going to cut you out of the picture. As an independent contractor, they can. So I'm warning you right now. If you're going to try to start a team, get yourself to a 100% commission company like MVP Realty, mm -hmm. and that way at least you're not giving the broker any of the money. Now, when a team member joins, they're only paying you, and they're paying you for the services that you provide, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The second thing that I would tell you is that a lot of the teams are started because of ego. I had agents that have sold five homes in their career that come to me and like, I want to start a team. Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> you're having a hard time being an individual agent. And I hate to be blunt, but there is nothing more frustrating than seeing the ego work overtime in a situation like that. And then what happens, they're like, I'm going to start my own brokerage firm because I have 40 agents on my team. 
If you're at 100% company, giving your broker a small transaction fee or a closing fee like MVP has, why in the world would you want to take yourself off the court in the number one area where you make money? Sales. Because guess what happens when you start your own brokerage firm? You have to get every phone call from the complaints because now you're the broker. Right. You have to do the deal with the Eno insurance and the lawsuits Man, and all the complaints. You just took Michael Jordan off the court, you as the team leader, and put him into management position. Right. You have to cut the checks. You have to do all the 1099 and stuff. You have to do all of it. Give your 100% broker the small transaction fee right. and let them deal with the crap. <laughs> and all you deal with is managing your team to get the number one thing that's going to make you more money, more sales. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. I see it all the time. Um, we had an agent just recently um, uh, start his own brokerage firm, and I try to warn him. I try to warn him. Listen, you do not want a life of nothing but problems meaning complaints, um, this deal's going sideways, because you're always reacting to everything. Right. You're not growing with it. And, I, and again, I, to each their own, but I'm telling you right now, I mean, I'll give you an example. Our fee at MVP Realty is $99 a month, and that's $1,188 a year that a team leader can pay me to take care of all the crap. Right. I hate to be blunt like that, but that's the reality. That's the best money well spent. And now with the new rules and regulations, your logo is the same size as my logo. Mm -hmm. So why not run a team within a brokerage firm, a 100% brokerage firm, that says, uh, you know, Southwest Florida Group powered by MVP Realty, something like yeah, that. Right. Right? So to me, that makes perfect sense. Now, I will tell you, if you're going to start a team, the number one thing I will tell you is do not start a team and grow a team without having a written agreement between yourself and the people that are joining your team. I need you to spell out, and let's face it, you need you to spell out the commission they're going to get. And I, when you write this agreement, you can ask some of the successful teams out there to, for a copy of theirs. When you write this agreement, think about the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Anthony, I'll tell you right now, people get divorced in this country, right? Yep. I think they say half of all marriages end in divorce. Do you think when those per people looked each other in the eyes on the wedding day, right? They looked at <laughs> each other and said, I do, I love you for the rest of my life. Yeah. Same thing goes in real estate. And there's nothing more frustrating as a broker than to see two adults that agreed on something. And because somebody wants to quit, and I'm going to tell you, money's usually involved. And the team leader's like, you can't take any of your business and I'm not going to pay you. That's not fair. The person did the work, right? Right. And then on the flip side, the agent that did all the work's like, I don't feel comfortable giving that person 40% anymore. Put it in writing with the end in mind, and you will never have a problem. That's the biggest tip I can tell all team, team yeah. leaders. Okay, that's a great insight there, which kind of segues into my next question here when it comes to these changes that are coming up is why would an agent want to join a team? I mean, with all these different changes but, going on and challenges, what I mean, what's yeah. the, the pros? Here's the deal. I, I believe that there's uh, several different types of realtors, but I'm going to start with the basic answer and reply, and I'm going to work my way up to what I believe. First of all, you got to do something. I've, I've said this in the past. Studies show that about 80% of all realtors that are currently in the industry will not be here five years from now, Okay. That's a frightening stat. In fact, out of 15,600 realtors in the Southwest Florida area, half 
if you went into the MLS, half didn't close a transaction according to the Jeez. matrix in 2018. Half. So what happens is, why? Why is that the case? So there's three different ways you can grow your business. Number one, you could buy leads. Okay? If you're going to buy leads, get yourself to a 100% commission company because your broker didn't help you grow your business. You basically bought your business. And that's okay. But the problem being is, in the state of Florida, you have to get a 63-hour real estate license. Right? And then after that, you now have a business. The challenge is, is nobody prepared about being a business owner. When you have a business, whether you have a store that has stuff that you're going to sell, you have to have inventory for that store. In real estate, you have to have leads. But here's the problem. Most agents walk out of that real estate school with no money to start their business, right? So buying leads is easy. Pick up the phone. Zillow will sell you as many leads as you want. Mm. But again, get yourself to 100% company. The second way you can do it is do it on your own. You can go to these and listen to these podcasts and go to YouTube and, and watch my videos or go to a training class and learn about Google ads or Facebook ads or even some of the free stuff like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace or call and expired listings. The problem with that is most agents are impatient to the process of learning. So they give up. It's too hard. Obviously, if you were a school teacher two weeks ago before you became a realtor, Posting as something as simple as posting ads on Craigslist could be difficult, even though somebody showed you how to do it at a very high level. So I find that agents don't want to do the work sometimes to, to get themselves out of that situation, even though some of the lead generation stuff is free. Mm-hmm. I call it the equalizer. Now, the third thing is there's agents out there that are like, you know what? I don't like learning things. I don't have money to buy Zillow leads for 20 grand. Option number three. I'll join a team. I'll let a team leader that's figured it out, that has experience, that spends 20 grand a month or 10 grand a month on Zillow and Commissions Inc. and Boomtown. I'll let them pay for those leads. I'll also get them to mentor me. And in return, every time I close a deal, I'll give them 40%, 35%. And I'm part of their team. Now, some agents like that. Because of the fact that they focus on one thing, working with buyers and working with sellers. They don't have to do any of the rainmaker stuff. They don't have to buy leads. They just pay to play when they close a deal. So for cash flow reasons, for just a, a, I would hate to say it, a better quality of being a realtor, you're doing the thing that you enjoy the most, showing properties, uh, getting buyers in your car, and working on deals. yeah. And in some cases, that team leader might even have a contract to closing coordinator. So you're not even dealing with the paperwork. Yeah. You're just focused on buyers, focused on sellers. Now, here's the reason why. That sounds like the obvious choice, yeah. right? You don't have to pay and give a split until the property closes. You don't have to worry about any of this gazillion ways to, to, to make money on lead generation. You have somebody providing that. Yep. Now, there's two reasons why that I feel agents don't do it. Number one, well, I don't want to give the team leader 40% of my money. Jeez. Do you know what 100% of nothing is? Nothing. <laughs> so now remember, I said you've got to do something. Even if it's temporary, where you join a team for one year just to close some deals. But I will tell you something. If your goal is your goal and you reach your goal and that's all you care about, then what does it matter what you're paying somebody else? And I'll give you an example. Let's say we looked at you and you're like, you know what? 
I tried it last year and on my own, mm-hmm. I only made $20,000 in commission. Okay. This year, I joined a team. And I have to give my broke my team leader 40%. But if that team leader got you to $60,000 net more efficiently, then why are you counting their money? They're the ones that took the risk on you. They're the ones that put out the $20,000 in Commission Inc. And they hired a closing coordinator and maybe a private office for you, right. right? And all the tools and the systems they used to become top producers themselves. You're getting all that for free. So what I say is, like, listen, if, if your goal is to make hundred grand, go interview with teams mm-hmm. and say, listen, I don't care how much money you make. I want to. I need to make hundred grand this year. Here's what I'm willing to do. 50 hours a week. What can you provide me in the terms of mentoring, systems, tools, and leads to get me to that to that hundred grand? Now let's face it, your split is forty percent. So in all reality, you gotta get me to the point where I make 140 grand to give you your forty thousand bucks so I can net a hundred. How are you as a team leader gonna get me there? And then you hear it out. Yeah. And then you determine will I get to that hundred grand faster by myself or with the team leader? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Does that so? So, and again, it's it's pretty cut and dry. But again, I cannot stress this enough. If you're starting a team, or you're joining the team, you must—I repeat—must get yourself to a hundred percent commission company. If that team leader is providing you the tools, systems, and all of the leads, why in the hell mm-hmm. would you even want to give a nickel more than you had to to the broker? Thirty yeah. percent. Royalty fee, desk fee, whatever it is. Yeah. When that team leader is providing that, right? Yeah. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to lead you, Le- leave you with. <clears throat> At the end of the day, don't put all, even if you're on a team, don't put all your eggs on that team's basket. Things change. Believe it or not, team leaders get into financial situations. Team leaders get a divorce, which is expensive. The economy could turn on a team leader. So all of a sudden, the $20,000 isn't bringing in that many leads anymore, right? Maybe fees go up. Maybe the cost of commissions ain't doubled. At the end of the day, the team leader is always going to worry about themselves and their family first. And my concern is, is let's say you're on a team for three years and your brokerage firm during that three years that you were on a team and you never went to one training, even though your brokerage firm offered an abundance of training on how to do it yourself. My concern is in three years, you made good money, but you never went to one training. You never advanced your career. You don't know how to do it on your own. That team leader pats you on the back one day and says, hey, listen, we're making a change with the team. You are basically starting back off on at, at ground level. Yeah. So my thing is if you're with a team, go to those trainings. Learn some additional skill sets. So if the team leader decides to cut you, change something in your team agreement you're prepared you have choices you're not going to get hurt i mean because you already know facebook ads or Mm -hmm. google ads because you've you've stayed up to speed even though you didn't need it you've stayed up to speed and, and, and you understand that hey listen okay i'm no longer at the team but i learned this because you know Derek carlson myself taught you all these things right so, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, ignorance okay. is not bliss in, in that case in point because, you, like you said, stuff can happen. 
and all of a sudden you're, you're relying on a team to bring you leads and to take care of you and at a 40% cut, right? But then all of a sudden that changes and then you're done. Exactly, Anthony. And again, it, you know, teams are great. I love the teams. We've got some awesome teams at MVP Realty. And again, I wanted to come out today and teach about the changes in group advertising that's going to be hitting on July 1st. Um, but I also wanted to just have a conversation about both sides of the coin. Okay. Being a team leader, what to expect. And then being an agent on those teams. Okay, great, Derek. With that insight, I appreciate your uh, information on this as the lobbying efforts for the National Association of Realtors <laughs> did win. And now <laughs> for us. all the agents uh, dealing with the repercussions of that. And hopefully, Derek, you've getting them ready and getting them aware of that. So I appreciate your help on this. And I'm, I'm sure everybody listening appreciates it. And once again, thanks for tuning in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing. <laughs>